pretty nerds. 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 Where does this idea within the black community come from that, I guess, rape culture doesn't exist or that it's not something that's prevalent within our community? Um, I really think it stems from just, I guess the old way of thinking when you had that whole thing of be quiet, don't say anything. So we think that, oh, but because statistically, it's been a white crime um, and probably, I mean, of course it still is, um, that, oh, it doesn't happen in the black community often or, you know, it's somebody, you know, that's mentally insane or something like that. And when you think about it, it's like, and you ask women, like, when was the first time you were, you know, sexually harassed or somebody made a comment about your figure? Like, we're seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven relatively young girls, very young girls. And we're already to the point where we're being sexualized for, you know, having not even a cup boobs. You know what I'm saying? Just like growing into your own. Um, so I think it's a lot of that just stems from that, that we've been silent for so long that people think like, oh, it don't happen. And you have years and years and decades of secrets in a lot of our family closet where we hadn't said anything or the only thing we know is oh don't go around that uncle when that uncle shouldn't even be around and we make excuses and like oh well you know she's fast or something like that and it's it's no excuse for a sexual assault ever um there is mm-hmm. nobody to blame other than the person that committed the act we all you know and i don't speak for white culture because i'm not white speak for black people so I don't like that statement well you know we're not the only race of people I ain't got nothing to do with that race I'm worried about black people and our advancement and us being better you know as a whole so I do think it's when you see women now speaking and saying okay this happened to me you know this is happening to me that you can't go into a grocery store you can't fly you know on a plane um you can't just walk down the street and you know just be Killing, and I mean, people see that, and I just think you know, far as a lot of people, you just have blinders on, or you want to have blinders on and say, Okay, this is not happening, and it's happening. And no matter what, not talking about it is not gonna make it go away, it actually increases because hence, here we are today, constantly dealing with it, right? Exactly, and I think for me, part of it. Um, and I know probably gonna, people are going to be so mad at me for saying this, but you know what? I'm going to say it. I feel like also some of it stems from the church. Oh, definitely. Um, you know what I mean? Like they, they teach you all this um, supposedly how women are supposed to act and how women are supposed to be and this is what makes them a good woman and a good this and a good that. And if you notice, it's a lot of people who are really in-depth in that community who tend to be some of the most like toxic and misogynistic and people who are participants in rape culture because I remember um on social media platform like a guy posted um and he was like one of those like really like heavy in the church type dudes and he posted 
that picture of the young lady who um was naked with like her guitar and she said still not asking for it and he was like well if she showed up in my house like that what if she expected to happen or whatever like that and i just saw people riddle down his comments right right if she had your house like that then she wanted it or she deserved men and women and i just was like and so you know me (laughs) men and women girl and i was just like so i'm just gonna step in i stepped in there and i was like um you realize that everything that you're saying is completely sounds rapey and you are a big you know perpetuant of rape culture and he was like rape culture also now i'm a rapist because what is that y'all make up term this was like no it's just facts, bro. <laughs> like, ain't nothing, ain't nothing to it. And he just was like, well, I'm a Christian man, and da 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 da. And I, I wouldn't do nothing like that. And blah blah. I said, but your comments say the otherwise, because saying that if she was in your house, then that's what, it, then whatever happens happens. That's right, bro. I, it don't, it don't matter how much of a Christian you are. You know what I'm saying? So, go ahead. But it's crazy because it's so many ways, and that's how I feel like people are not critical. Some people are not critical thinkers. There's so many ways that you can deal with situations like, oh, is she in my house? She naked. I want to have sex. She done. Well, hey, y'all, you got to leave. Get your Uber. Or I'm going to get your Uber. However you want to deal with it, but you got to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't knock you for this. I'll pay you for that. She's naked. You want to have sex? She did. Fine. At that point, you guys want two different things. So it's best that you do separate. But for you just like, oh, well, she was asking for it because she was naked. Like, no. Like, no. And it's so crazy that the only way some men realize how ridiculous they sound is that you got to be like, and I don't do it, but I see people that do it be like, well, what if a gay man came up and touched your butt and you didn't, uh, you didn't ask him to? I don't do blah, blah, blah. Well, that's the same way I feel about you touching me and I didn't ask you to. Like, it's ridiculous that you have to draw that because I'm like, a lot of gay men just don't go around touching straight men's butt. Like, it doesn't happen that way. But I'm like, it's sad that you have to make that, people have to make that comparison for you to even halfway get it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, it's disgusting. Like, they show, like, one, you know, exercise where this girl had a skirt, how many times she was touched. And I'm like, it's horrible. And I do, like, I totally agree with you that the church is one of the, I guess, biggest perpetuators because it's like, oh, well, if she wasn't dressed like this, if she wasn't dressed like this, if she didn't look like this, then, you know, she was a slut and she was asking for it. And um, maybe she didn't come over his house at nine o'clock and she didn't do this and she didn't do this. And it's like, but he's still a racist. Though. Thank you. And then you have beloved deacons and preachers that basically run rampant any long and you don't say anything exactly i remember so, Jennifer lewis said that in her book she said that that was the hardest thing for her to deal with in life and it's one of the things that shaped her in life was that she was being touched by her pastor and and I follow um, on Facebook, um, Kimfo Collective, and she did an article where this lady talked about basically, and she was raped in the church. 
And this was by a person that she called uncle. And he just so happened to, you know, be a pastor, but he was a very good friend of the family. And he was older. Watch her grow up. And she was like a grown woman. And this is what he did to her. And she was like, she never told anybody because, I mean, of course you deal with it. It's like, you would be scrutinized more than the pastor. It's like, well, what did she have on it? Why was it? It should have been longer. And I'm like, you can wear a rapist. It does not matter. You can wear a skirt sweeping down to the floor. Because it's not about necessarily how sexy you are or whatever. It's power. It's control. Exactly. Absolutely. So it just it just baffles <laughs> my mind, like how um how we I guess dismiss things or we're so in our community we're so scared, I guess, to talk about topics that we just completely dismiss them as if they don't exist within our community. And to me that's one of the biggest problems we have. And that's why we have so many things like um, you know, the the you know, the things that go on with young women and young men being touched and raped at early ages because we have this whole, you know, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. And can I just, I don't, I really don't personally care about that. A lot of, in our, in our community, we offer our daughters up for ransom, and I think that's a big part of it as well. Like, it's, some of the dynamics that I see with young girls and their mothers is like, what? Like, this is what you did to your daughter, though, bro? Exactly. And I think we do that, and you see people like, oh, like I saw a video, um, mother, first of all, it was on video, and she was beating the crap out of her daughter. Had I by hair, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just, like, I wanted to fight her, and I'm like, I will fight her. If I was there, definitely would have fought her. But the daughter was like, you mad at me because your boyfriend touched me. And the lady like, you lying, you lying. Huh? Craziness. Craziness. I'm like, either way it go, she needs help. I'm like, even if, first of all, I feel like it was true because the boyfriend was in jail from all the comments and people, of course, doing research. So I'm like, there had to be some validity to her statement, number one. Number two, even if it was false, she still needs help and counseling because it's like, why are you lying about something like that? And, you know, what am I doing, you know, that fosters this way? Because I'm like, essentially, when children lie about stuff like that, it's something that they're trying to draw like a competition thing. They want him away. So it's something that you need to work on. Exactly. (laughs) So I'm like, what? what? Okay. Okay. So I mean that's just one of the 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 bigger topics that I feel like is just that we always try to like scrape under the rug when it comes to our community and I just wanted to kind of get that out there and address that and as something that we need to be further discussing within our yeah. community period. Um also I guess a serious topic going on or something that affects me very a bunch and well affects both of us a bunch um because it's from our home state cynthia brown she the tennessee supreme court ordered her to have to serve her 51 year sentence 
Um, currently, the outgoing governor is, um, I guess, debating on whether he's going to grant her clemency or not. But I just, I don't even understand how it's a, a debate. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah. first of all, I, I don't get how the Supreme Court turned it down to the, you know what I mean? Is but yeah. the fact that for the governor, even though it's outgoing or whatever, like that, that it's even the debate is disgusting to me. You have all of these white organizations and white folks, and you know the Ashton Kushers of the world being praised and all this for what they do for you know about sex trafficking and sex trap, which amazing. Not taking anything away from them, but here you have a a woman who was actually a girl. I'm sorry. Who was yeah. who was sex trafficked, and you want her to serve basically a lifetime sentence for you know what I'm saying? Actually, she killed the man who was her sex trafficker, like the guy who was selling her, whatever, like that. So I mean, I I don't understand that she didn't kill her sex trafficker. Basically, killed a John. I guess you can say. Um. I guess I have uh, people, of course, in the comments just reading the story. One back is they're like, "Well, they didn't know if it was a robber or not." It doesn't matter for me. It doesn't matter, and the reason why I say that is, first of all, a grown man, um, you need to be more responsible with who you hire for sex. There are reputable export agents out there that hire women of age. You need to find one. Number one. Um, number two is, and I'm pretty sure you know that she was 16 at the time. She should have not been even in your presence. And she was under control of a whole pimp. So it's like, and 16-year-olds cannot be prostitutes. That's, like, that's a lot of the issues I have with stories. It's like, oh, she was a 16-year-old prostitute. Um, no, she was being yeah. pimped out. <laughs> right. So I'm like... No, she was a 16-year-old victim. Um, and I'm like, you use those words and it's automatic. Oh, well, she was a prostitute and she killed. No, this was a 16-year-old child. Um, and I mean, we know children, their brains still developing. You know, who really wants that type of life? I'm like, bro, that was, she should have, I guess, at the most, been in maybe went out there until she was 18 and released. That's the most. Um, I definitely don't think she should have served any time. She should have been given Exactly. Yo, exactly. I mean, to, to read the details of the situation, it's like, so she had been, you know, her pimp who was called Cutthroat had sold her. I mean, for she had been for days and days and days being abused, drugged and abused by these men um, who her pimp was selling her to. And then she finally gets to this one where she's not drugged up enough that she can actually fight back. And granted, she, it was a 43-year-old known child, I guess, from what I'm reading, was a 43-year-old child predator who brought her to her his home specifically for sex. Um, and she wasn't, I guess at that point, she had, she had, the drugs had worn off enough that she fought back. And that's that's a, basically a lifetime sentence. Well, I guess not lifetime. They said she'll be eligible for parole when she's sixty three, but she's been in jail since she was sixteen. So that's, that's a lifetime right. sentence, basically. 
Because um, what is this she going to do out when she get out exactly. of I just, I, uh, I, it's, it's pathetic to me. Um, I urge anyone, if you're even, I guess, not from this state or anybody like that, contact the governor's office. You can email him at bill.haslam at tennessee.gov and, and push for him to grant her clemency because that's pretty much her last hope at this point. Yeah, I'm hoping, um, that everything works out. It's wrote just, my email. I don't know. They just I wrote my email. You still with them? Oh. So. That whole story is just like Absolutely. ridiculous. Um, yeah. Um. So, on a lighter note, um, as you all know, <laughs> the top the the title of this show is called "The King of R and B." Um, over the weekend or I don't know, a couple of days, whatever. All I know is Jacquees ass decided <laughs> decided that he was feeling himself so much that he wanted to go online and let y'all know that he was the king of R and B. I eat for for well. Caveat for this generation, quote unquote. Right, okay, you're right. I, I'll give him that. His caveat, like you said, was completely. It's still trash, though. It's, <laughs> I just want to. But, um, so, <laughs> of course, that set the internet ablaze. Um, there were many funny memes after that followed. My personal favorite was the one uh, from the Temptation movies. <laughs> where to where from my favorite scene when he was like, Ain't nobody checking for you, host. <laughs> Somebody made that a meme saying, Ain't nobody come to see you, Jacquees. So um that was my favorite one. I know there was tons of them. Um <laughs> needless to say, it got everybody up in arms. Dudes we ain't heard from, Jay Holiday, Pleasure P, Tank, this, that and the other, Usher. Everybody just came out the woodwork and decided to throw their hat in the ring or give their opinion on who the king of R&B was. Um, all I'm going to say is, while it was all fun and games, any of y'all out there who still, still, despite everything, have the nerve to come out your mouth and call Robert Kelly the king of anything other than the king of creeps, the king of pedophiles, um, <laughs> disgust me. I'm disgusted with you. Go on ahead. Go ahead. Tell, tell them about themselves. Alan, go ahead. Tell them. <sighs> <laughs> I just... I'm so tired of Queen Tank because I feel like he was the one who started the bullshit with Robert Kelly. Um... With the, it don't matter about his, uh, yes, it does matter about his accusation. Bullshit. He is canceled. His music catalog is canceled. It does not exist. And I just don't, I mean, I don't know. Maybe for me, he just didn't do it. Like, I mean, I feel like we had other people, even of our time, that was better than R. Kelly. Like, I mean, I, I would give it to my boy. I'm like, U.S.H.E.R. Mm-hmm. Like, 
all hell. Like, for our time, um, there's so many crazy people. I'm like, not Robert Kelly. Like, Robert is canceled. We don't care about he's him. Not like, he's not. In- there's so many great R&B right. vocalists that you could go. There's so many great dudes who sang R&B records that you could go to. Robert right. Kelly? Without, Without even knowing his name in the him, I don't even care about people like when he wrote lyrics. Don't. So, like you, what? Who cares? Throw it all away. And if we gonna keep it one hundred percent, half of y'all only said that because of "I Believe I Could Fly," which technically was a pop record. But who am I? Um, sorry. See, they just. <laughs> Graduation is a pop record. It ain't even an R&B song, y'all. It's a pop record. So stop with the bull. Oh, I'm disgusted. Every time they they talk about Robert Kelly, I just get disgusted. Right, I'm like, out of all the people y'all can know, he was the first one to tell y'all. No, it's just something about Tank that just rubs me wrong these days. Now, but hold, can, can I keep it 100? I'm, 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 I'm gonna just keep it 100. There are certain people who I feel like shouldn't even have their hat in the conversation. And when you don't have a slew of hits, Tank, um, <laughs> I don't feel like you should even <laughs> get to have an opinion in the conversation. I'm sorry. Okay, when we went to see when we went to see the Three Kings tour, Tank had the least amount of he he spent the least amount of time on stage because he had the least amount of hits, sir. Okay, because when you think it's like, um, I deserve, and then he just got a couple of bops his last album or last two albums actually because I think when we and the other song. That he came out with. I think they're on two separate albums, oh, maybe. Are they on the same album? I don't know. I don't think so. I think they're on two separate albums. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I don't know. Do you know I don't know. That's it. We, I don't, we don't know. <laughs> That's why I said I'm finna, I'm, I'm finna go. Because I think they both on my, um, mm-hmm. my playlist. I, I ain't gonna laugh. That's why I, say, I don't playlist. feel like Tank could even be like, bruh, aside from just. They're on two different albums. So, If and With Me, who came out in 2016 on Sex, Love, and Pain 2, and then When We Came Out 2017 on yeah. 7. So, those two different yeah. albums. That's what... <sighs> All I know is we went on the, to see the Three Kings tour um, with TGT. He spent the least amount of time on the stage. So, <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause it's> like... <laughs> Maybe I deserve this. Like I can't remember what else he sung. Cause exactly, what, what else did he sing? What else did he sing? Like, did he do covers? Cause I can't remember mm-hmm. what else he did. See, that's just how unforgettable. I mean, how forgettable his whole segment was. I'm like, I'm tired of him. anybody. If anybody had uh, who, who deserved to have the, that's why people was talking about hating on Tyrese, but he the only one who he actually deserved to have an opinion. 
if anything, I was shocked that Genuine didn't give his opinion because if we're going to really talk about hits, yeah, if we're going to really get to talking about hits, say what you want. Genuine had them hits. Listen. Tony? What? Okay. In those jeans? Then? Hold on. Listen. Let me, let me scroll up. Bro. And then we're not even gonna talk about Listen. the non the non singles, the ones that were just on the album. That if you had if you picked up the album, you was like, oh, okay, genuine, I see you. But you remember the hundred percent genuine album? Like I got that on my phone right now. Like every time same OG come on, like you know what? Same fire, fire. <laughs> Ain't none of your friends, bitch. Fire. So anxious, like I'm telling you, like he had hits, and he and he kept he kept quiet about it. If there was any arguments to be made, I feel like you could maybe Usher, of course, Usher Raymond. You got to throw Usher in there. I'm saying, I'm gonna say, I'm sorry. I feel like if we're talking hits, you got to throw Genuine's name in there. Um, the new era, you have to you have to toss between Trigger. In 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 breezy, you know what I mean. Really I'm, but you know what? I'm gonna be one hundred. I'm gonna give it to breezy though. I mean, well, cause cause I feel like I, I don't know. Yeah. See, this is this is my only, this is my only slight, because I feel like with breezy, that's why this era to me is so hard to even count crown the king because I feel like. Even with both Trey and Breezy, they both have like such a mixture. Like there are there are a couple of Breezy records that were borderline popish. You know what I mean? They were borderline poppy records. Yeah. And with Trey, it, he had border he had some borderline like you know rapper where he wanted to be a rapper type records. Yeah. You know type that. So I feel like that's that's why to me in this era it is super hard to even clown. A king of R&B because half of them don't really make strictly R&B records. Why else would they be reaching to white folks and trying to give them the crown? You know what I'm saying? Why else would Bruno Mars basically doing, um, you know, funk music, taking it back to to you know what Teddy Riley and all them used to do? Why would he be making such a splash if we was really out here delivering top notch? R&B records. You know what I mean? Somebody said Bruno Mars and I, my eyes probably got stuck in the back of my head for a good three seconds. Exactly yeah. because but but you but the but the but the sad yeah. part is is that the lines have gotten so blurred that people look at Bruno and they have to they be like, "Well, damn, maybe because of the simple fact that we just we haven't seen anybody really giving us solid quality R and B records. Maybe Miguel. Nah, nah, nah. Well, maybe it's not our. Maybe it's, I don't. I guess it's not. It's our generation. But everybody be talking. I'm like, y'all gotta. Y'all gonna mention Anthony Ooh, Hamilton. They're not. This they what y'all gonna do. You know they're not gonna do that. You know they're not gonna do because see, if you if they if they start going to be like Anthony Hamilton, then we gotta go pull some like real then we gonna have to disqualify a lot of people and pull some 
cars or hoopla will be saying saying then we're gonna have to really have to listen we're gonna have to push some people be like listen now you you had hits but you can't sing sing you know what i'm saying if you don't start pulling in the ass My, Hamilton, like, it's, it's a serious people had dogs i'm like so y'all ain't gonna say because the boy can't. Any genre, okay? Look, we saw Anthony Hamilton live. Child. When I say he put on the show, baby, that was a show. Y'all not gonna forget Anthony Hamilton because I'm like, boy, voice is like the bomb, his like composition, all of it. Uh, That's what I'm saying. So I'm just like with this. And then I was mad that Bobby Valentino said something like, "What? Why are you talking?" Listen, see that that tells you that tells you how like thrown off by all of these conversations. I mean, I didn't even see Bobby Valentino. Bobby Valentino again. This is why I said there has to be some qualifications of even being able to speak on the topic. Oh my God, where's Lord at? Just ask Lori, was it? Is she fine too or fine too? Like, let's just stop this madness. Because y'all are not. Where is Sammy? Come on, Sammy, exactly. come on. Come your free fall. Come on. And then Shaw, of course, he was there. Out I think of all of them, the only one who probably could even speak on it is Mario. Because Mario actually got a voice. Okay? He actually yes. can sing. The rest of y'all, Bobby, Bobby Valentino, oh. you don't have a. Uh, just don't. Just. I was like, did he? Did he, did he, did he, did he, did he not, and it was not the best either. Because I really, because I really wanted to say one of all the people you could have pulled for this one. Okay, Wayne. Okay, you lucky we love you, Dwayne. Because you okay. <sighs> exactly, <laughs> that's <laughs> all we could do. <laughs> Like, but John Cleese, though, girl, that when I saw that status where, and I had to share it, I was like, Lord Jesus, please give me the confidence of John Cleese to that. Because truly, because truly, that's what it was. So, and I was like, and then he was like, oh, this era, no, shawty, and you're not, you're not even close. And I'm like, bro, you get, okay, you know how people like, y'all made him feel like tripping. His version was just so much better than the original version. He seems to keep made music, and I'm like, bro, you covered a track that I already had good vocals on it, and you made a video, and I mean, it was all right, but I mean, the original song was good, so I don't understand how you and she was already, you know, boo or whatever. And I already kind of put on the map. So I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus, this is hard. And then, oh, my gosh, did you see the video where he did the, he basically had did the LMA jump before. And I guess he didn't get hit for it like LMA because Chris Brown wasn't a new artist then. But did you see the video that he made of Chris Brown when he was on the cover for, um, God damn, I can't think of the song. It was Chris Brown's song. Make it sad. And it's an old song. Oh, oh my God. I, know what it is. I just um, had it in my head. Yo. 
that one. Okay, I got yeah. it. Yeah. I got it. And it's like, oh, so you did this before. Girl, he had a whole video. Yeah. But I'm like, they, I mean, I like I said, I guess with LMA, he thought it was going to be cool because he did it with Chris Brown. But it's like, Chris Brown was popping. So he probably didn't even know that you existed. I'm like, y'all. Exactly, but my thing is, is that, like, I really, like, I really blame the people. I blame y'all because y'all really made him believe that that cover that he did of LMA song was so fire that now he out here talking about he the king of R&B. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Like I'm shocked. I am shocked that Bobby, Bobby Brown, as they get up on there talking about ain't no king but me. I'm surprised that we did not hear nothing from Mr. Bobby Brown because that would have been the comedy. Oh, that would have been. No, I just, I yeah, it was so mad. I was like, oh, I hate y'all. I really do. I hate you. And you see, you got some goddamn king. And even some people agree with him from that, but uh, this era, though, yes, he is. Uh, no, he ain't. What? Like, shit, all these people getting good songs out of him? I'm like, nah, uh -uh. no, ma'am. And his voice exactly. is annoying, though. Now, I will say it was funny. Somebody like, first of all, Beyonce is the king oh, of R&B. No, no, did, like... did you see when Kate, uh, Kalani posted it? And he was like, you spelled my name wrong. I said, oh, what? <laughs> I said, somebody really didn't gave this. Somebody didn't really gave did this the confidence to him. Because he is just out here. Yeah. Oh. I'm so mad. Like, oh, when I saw that, I was like, he. And at first, I'm like, did somebody give him this title? And then when I saw the video, I'm like, oh, okay. He did it himself. Okay. I see. <laughs> Make it stop. So, anywho, I think Perfect. what we're going to do, because we're pretty deep in the show, we're about an hour and almost an hour and 30 in. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to do something super special. Next week, we're going to give you two shows. We're going to give you a, when we get back from vacation, of course, though. Because <laughs> 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 we're we going to be out here in Jamaica living. But um, when we get back from vacation, we're going to give you two shows. We're going to do an all-relationship one to make up for no relationship topic this week. Because we just had so much to unpack. But, um... So we're going to give you an all-relationship, and then we're going to give you our usual pretty nerds, everything. So, yeah. I think that I think that, that sounds pretty good. I like that. I like that. But, yeah, we're going to do a deep dive on relationships because I think we got a couple of really, really good ones kind of stored in the tank that we've been waiting to kind of talk about. So I think that will be a good, like, all-relationship type show. Super dope. Um, but anywho, this has been a yes. really good, fun show this week. Um, episode 29 <laughs> of the Pretty Nerds podcast. Um, we have been added to multiple different platforms, um, including Stitcher. Um, listen, I don't even have the full list, but we are on tons of different platforms, 
if you go to our um our Instagram page, Pretty Nerds with the Z podcast, um it's gonna have like if you check the link in our bio, it has all the different websites that we that you can listen to our show on. Obviously, we love that you guys listen on iTunes. That's fantastic. We love the five star rating, the comments. We appreciate you guys. Um, Google Play, SoundCloud, YouTube. But if that's those aren't your favorite platforms, or you just want to use one of the other ones, um, all of the links are going to be there available in our bio. So be sure to check that out. And thank you guys for listening. Good night. Thank you. Good night.